Welcome to today's inspiration. We want to thank you for joining us. We are glad that as you were channel surfing that you happened to click and pass across this channel and stop for just a moment. Maybe you recognize uh, me and my wife with the Eagle Wings Faith Ministry. And, uh, and we've been here for a while and we're, and we're not going anywhere. We plan on continuing. Amen. So today we thank you for joining us. Uh, and we hope that what we say today, uh, that you will actually be able to walk away with something, will we'll get something and maybe take that something and apply it to your life. Amen. Because, uh, you know, in, in today's time, in today's society, uh, in, uh, in the, the, the way the world is, is going and is heading and, and all of that, because the enemy continues to attack, we always have questions uh, within ourselves. Uh, we always ask the question, what is my purpose in these difficult times? Have you heard these questions before? We, we get asked all the time, um, especially being in ministry, that people come and say, I don't know my purpose. I don't understand what God's trying to say to me. I'm walking in confusion and chaos. How do I navigate with everything going on? How do I find myself be in a place that I'm only hearing God and not what all the world is saying and every time you turn on the TV? Oh. And so I, I I know that we hope that you come out of this today with a little bit greater knowledge of your purpose and how to how how to tune out everyone else and build that relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, you know, the first thing, you know, and I'm counseling, we always ask specific questions mm. uh, uh, about when we counsel people. Well, the one of the first things that I would question uh, you know, when people ask, well, what's my purpose? You know, what's my purpose for today? What, what am I supposed to be doing? The first thing I would ask is, are you reading your Bible? Are you reading scripture? Because uh, a lot of times people, are, and, and if they're honest with themselves, they will ultimately uh, say, no, we're not. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth, and my wife knows this, if the only scripture you are reading is on Sunday from your pastor on or on Wednesday from your pastor, uh, and if you're only reading those scriptures on those specific days and that's all you're reading, then that that's one of the biggest problems of why you can't find what your purpose is. Dive into scripture. Well, it would be like if you went and filled up your gas, gas tank on Monday, and you're driving and you're down to the last little bit by Wednesday, you're gonna run out of gas. You, you've got to go fill up. And so many people count on reading a devotion out of a book, a little book. You know how you can go to the store and you buy these little daily devotional books and you read the devotion and you think you've been with God. Yeah. I, I wanna burst your bubble on that one. You need to be in that word daily. I'm talking about this word the gospel of Jesus Christ, because this is what's going to feed you. This is what's going to nourish you. Daily devotions, they're great. I always say, you know, if you want to start out with a daily devotion, but usually daily devotions have scriptures with it because it's trying to get you into a place of creating a new habit. Well, one of the things about daily devotions, and, and, and I don't want to throw stones at that because it's good. 
I mean, it, it's, it's always like good. Gate. It's just, it's a starting point. But what you have to understand is somebody wrote that. Some author has written down, and they are the ones, according to uh, what the Holy Spirit told them, they are the ones that's, that's pinning out these scriptures so that you can't, first off, just to, to, to get an understanding, uh, there is no cut and dry formula, no cookie cutter way of deciding your um, uh, destiny and your purpose. Because if they, if that author has sold a hundred or maybe a uh, thousand or ten thousand of these little uh, booklets that have daily devotions, if you got ten thousand people reading that same scripture that same day, it's probably going to apply to some people, but it's not going to apply to every single one of them, not just that one scripture. There is no cookie cutter uh, 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 formula to, to, to decide what your purpose is. Um, Psalms 119 and uh, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet Amen. and a light to my path. Now, thinking that, I, I, the job I work at, um, I, you know, I go in early, early in the morning and it's dark and sometimes I can't see what I'm doing unless I have a flashlight. And I have one that I strap to my head so I don't have to hold it. Um, and so that gives me light to see where I'm walking, to see what I'm doing. So understanding, now she, my, my wife has the Bible. I have an electronic Bible. Um, those scriptures are to illuminate what's in front of you, where you're going, mm -hmm. the direction you're going. So understand that through Scripture, God will help you see things that you have never seen before. Uh, he will show you things. He will speak through the Scripture. He will speak and use Scripture to open up the door of communication because that's where uh, that that that's where you're going to be able to to uh, to hear from God to see because in order for you to know what your purpose is, you got to dive into Scripture. You got to start reading the Bible, start reading it, understanding it, learning it. Go ahead. Well, I, I want to say that. You know, when you're looking at a daily devotional, that was written by man. This, the Word, is the living Word. It's life. It has breath on it. So when you're reading it, you're taking in, for the lack of a better word, oxygen. You're taking in breath. You're taking in life, the life of Jesus. And that's how you discover who you are in Him. So many walk around in, and we've talked about this before, in an identity crisis. And it's because you're spending time in what man says about you versus what God says about you. Yeah. And it's what God says about you that dr will drive you. It, it will literally, when he says, I'm a lamp, he says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He truly is lighting your way. And the more you seek him, the more that purpose is unveiled of who you are in him, who you are through him and, and what your purpose is for every season. And I believe in my heart and my husband can correct me that your purpose is one thing, but your purpose can evolve and change, and God adapts you to the season you're walking into. 
if you're continually seeking Him? Well, I think uh, that when you talk about your purpose evolving, um, a lot of times people have their own idea of this is what I want to do. Come on. Uh, and this is what I, you know, will want to uh, want to say. This is what this is what is in my mind of what I want to do. But one of the things is um, you have to hear His voice. Mm -hmm. And when you hear His voice, when you open Scripture up and you begin to read, and you begin to read it and understand it and study it and 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 um, and put it in your heart, and then all of a sudden uh, the um, the Holy Spirit begins to commune with you. And when I say commune, I'm talking about communicate with you. He will reveal, He will begin to reveal what your purpose is. And sometimes it, when she, when my wife says evolve, sometimes the problem is not that it's changing, it's that you didn't quite understand. You can't go off of what you want. You have to go off, of, and, and I'm getting way away from where we were going with this, but you have to hook up with the Holy Spirit, if I can say it that way, and rely on Him because He knows where you're going. He knows the destiny of you. He knows what their, your purpose is. We don't know that. So we have to rely on Him to meet us and show us that. So, in, in, in to, to, to get back to where we were at, what is the purpose of these, what is our purpose for difficult times? Well, number one, first, dive into Scripture. Get into Scripture, begin to read it, begin to study it, begin to communicate with the Holy Spirit and talk to Him. The next thing I would say is to commit yourself to doing whatever God is asking. Commit yourself. Baby, you got something to say? Well, I, I want to touch on, on that one, on okay. committing yourself to doing whatever God asks. Isaiah 6, 8 says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Your yes opens doors that you can't even imagine. Um, I, I can use the, the TV ministry. Yeah. Is We were it was spoken to our life years and years ago that this was something that we would be doing, bringing the word into your living room. And I, I have to say for myself, I kind of laughed about it and thought, no, I, I will never be on TV, you know, and I had all kinds of excuses about it. But when I finally began to discover who I was and how to understand that relationship with Jesus was the most important thing for me to learn my purpose and how to navigate is the fact that I had to dig, I had to dive in. My yes opened the door of wanting to know more about my Savior, wanting to know, but I had to commit myself. And when I said yes, and it's been, I think that the, that was spoken to our life probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe? 10 years ago, and it's just been in the last year and a half, two years that this has started to manifest because I committed myself to the Lord in saying, yes, I will go. Yes, send me, Lord. And what I thought it was going to look like, 
has taken many different turns as far as what we do as a ministry. Um, doors shut and doors opened and we had to learn how to navigate that, especially in the times that we're in now is navigating on, is our purpose still the same purpose? Yes, we still have the same purpose, but by us digging into the word of God and, and praying diligently, it, it says, commit yourself to do whatever. You have to make a commitment. It's no different than somebody that you're dating or that you're married to. I have to make a commitment to love my husband. I have to choose every day that I choose to love you. I choose to say, to, to make that an action word, to be an encourager, to be that helpmate. It's the same way with Jesus Christ. When you ask him into your heart as, a sa as your savior, then you're committing yourself, but don't you wanna get to know him? Don't you want that relationship to build and evolve and grow? Well, guess what? When you say yes, that purpose does evolve. The more you commit to saying yes, and I'm not talking about lip service. I'm talking about putting action to your commitment. When Jesus says, go, you go. When he says, stay, stay. When he says, go right, go right. Because what did Jesus say in his word? Follow me. Amen. It's all about following me. So I really, and this is number two, is, is what my husband said, committing yourself to do whatever God asks. And in Isaiah, it says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, if you have a relationship with him, you're going to hear him. We have so many people say, well, I'm not hearing him. What's cluttering your hearing? What is separating you from Jesus? You may be at a job that is separating you from God. You may be in a relationship, be it friend, be it somebody you're dating, um, children. I know when I was raising three children, it was really hard to obey this and commit and get time to where I had to learn how to do that and committing myself to the Lord. But once I did, I mean, I, I made, for those of you that have kids, I had three kids and they were stair-stepped. So it was very, very, very difficult to where it got to the time. I had this little note thing that I, I wrote, do not disturb unless there's a fire. And I would hang it on my door and the kids knew, oh, mommy is with God. And so we can't bother her. And it became to where God knew I committed to him to put him first. And when you put him first and you commit everything to the Lord and that grows, you're going to be better in every aspect of life. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better friend. You'll be a better minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we are all commanded to, to take the, the, um, the gospel into all the nations. We are all commanded. That's your primary purpose is to commit your ways to the Lord and be his light to others' darkness. You know, there's somebody assigned to you. There's somebody that God has already placed that only maybe you can reach, but you can't do that if you're not committing your ways to the Lord and let him be a lamp unto your feet and guide you in all his ways, not our ways, you, his ways. You, you know, one of the things that it, it keeps uh, shining out to me is <clears throat> We know in, in the Old Testament there's types and shadows throughout mm. uh, Scripture uh, that, that, all, that continually point to Jesus. Um, and w we see that at the very beginning at the fall of man, uh, what, what uh, God said uh, to uh, Satan. But in Isaiah 6, 8, mm -hmm. that, very, that, that, that verse, when it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord. Who was I? Come on. Uh, who, who is that person 
that said I. Well, in this, it's actually Isaiah. It says, then I heard the voice of the Lord. So Isaiah, being the, uh, the, uh, the, the writer of, of, of Isaiah, he is saying that he heard the voice of the Lord. So obviously, he had some form of relationship already uh, with God that he was able to hear. But then it says uh, that the Lord said, whom shall I send? So he's hearing God say, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Come on. Then I said, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people. So at this moment, this is the commission of Isaiah. Now you can't pick and choose when and what you want to obey God. If you look, uh, Isaiah wrote like uh, 66 books. I don't know how many years that was a span of, but this was what Isaiah wrote. And if you recall, what was one of the great uh, prophecies that, uh, because what is prophetic word? Prophetic word is something that is, is, is futuristic. It's a word that may be said today, but then it's something that could be uh, taking place down the road, just like a, be you a know. a warning or instruction. Well, yeah, a warning, instruction, or something to take place. Like somebody had prophesied about us being on TV, and it took uh, quite a few years mm-hmm. before that took place. And, it took quite a few years for us to say yes. And, and here we are. Well, Isaiah is the one that actually prophesied, for unto us a child is born. Come on. And, and, and we're talking about Jesus' birth. Mm-hmm. Isaiah is the one that prophesied that. Now, from the very beginning, from Genesis to Isaiah, I'm not really, I would actually have to go back and do a, a, a search to see, if, was there anybody else that actually prophesied about Jesus' birth? It was talked about, but now Isaiah actually prophesied. And I can hear God saying, there we are, right there. There's somebody that actually is saying it and believing and prophesying it. Because Scripture tells us that God spoke everything to existence. For things to happen, you got to speak. And we're living in a world now that there are a lot of things happening, but Christians, the church is being silent. It is time for the church, and I don't want to jump off in there, but it is time for the church and Christian folk to begin to speak and prophesy about the things of God. Because if it hadn't been for Isaiah, I'm sure it would have been somebody else. But at this moment in this verse, this is where Isaiah is being commissioned to be a spokesman of God. So you can't pick and choose what you want to obey God and what you want to do. Instead, you got to be willing to follow him wherever you got to me and my wife we we left uh, you know we left uh, Florida and come to Tennessee so before you try to figure out the will of uh, God's will in your life you must ask yourself are you willing to say yes no matter the cost are you willing to say yes and, no matter the cost and where we're in the times that we're in you you can see it everywhere that there is a cost For us to be children of God as a whole, as the body of Christ, there is a cost. There is persecution. Not to scare you away from the Savior, because let me encourage you on this, that that yes... 
that asking him into your heart, that asking him to say, yes, I choose to serve you, Lord, and I choose to, to renounce Satan out of my life and turn from my wicked ways, that yes is, a, is protection. That's when in Psalms, um, in Psalms to where it says, I will hide you under my shadow. I will hide you under my wings. There's a protection there. There's eternity there. There is knowing that no matter what comes at you, your yes, you're going to be sitting with him in heaven because of your yes. So you will be protected. So don't be in fear of asking Jesus into your heart or saying yes to your purpose because you will all by not fulfilling your purpose, you will feel a sense of loss. You will feel a sense of confusion and chaos instead of peace. You will feel like you're searching to be happy in all the wrong places. You, you search for joy that is in all the wrong places. When, But when you say yes, and you're diligently seeking him, then he steps in and guides you and is a lamp into your feet and he'll direct your path. And you'll start to feel this joy that even when everyone around you is crying or in despair, you have this unspeakable joy bubble up in you that you're just happy and people will look at you and go, what is with you? Why are you happy? Don't you see what's going on? Because that's the joy of the Lord. The peace that surpasses all understanding in turbulent times and people say, well, aren't you scared? Don't you have fear? No, because I've got the, my Jehovah, my Abba, my father in heaven. And I have that peace that, okay, I'm, I'm good. I know where I'm going. And that you can't make up that you can't fabricate that you can't manifest. If you say yes, it's a choice. Everything's a choice. There, there is a condition to every if. Yeah, and there's a scripture, uh, I didn't pull this up, but it's in the New Testament about counting the cost. Mm. Um, and, and, it's, and it says uh, about how a man decides to, to build, uh, build something and, uh, and you know, if, if he built it like a quarter of a way and then he ran out of money, uh, and then uh, he just abandoned it, that everybody would see, well, he, he obviously didn't count the cost. But God is wanting us to count the cost, and we should count the cost mm -hmm. because it's going to cost to answer the uh, uh, whatever God is asking you to do, the will of God, your purpose, to answer that, there will come a cost. In today's society and where we live, um, I have one of these iPhones, and uh, and I think that they run like a thousand dollars, and um, and there are uh, there are things out there that we just purchase, and we throw our money out the window, uh, and just do whatever we want to do. Um, so we tend to not pay attention to our finances, but yet, on the other hand, as we will rush into trying to obey God and not be prepared of what it's going to cost, mm. because it's going to cost you something. In fact, Scripture tells us that, uh, that he, he doesn't want just part of you, He wants oh. all of you. That's the whole purpose of the sacrificial, you know, sacrificing yourself uh, and putting yourself on the cross because God doesn't want just part of you. Right. He wants all of you, everything that's within you. So, And when he has all of you, 
then you get, you're giving him complete access. And when you give complete access, you will find your life to be filled with joy and love and happiness and kindness and instruction. And he'll navigate you when the times are tough and he'll navigate you even when the times are good um, and help you strategically. So dive into scripture, see what scripture says, read what scripture, whatever your thoughts are, look for, do a word search, look for those scriptures, then commit yourself to doing whatever God is asking. So that's only two. I mean, we have more here, but that's just only to get into Scripture, commit yourself to doing what God's called you to do. Well, listen, we've, we've reached the end of our show, so let's say a quick little prayer. Honey, pray us out of here. Heavenly Father God, we thank you right now, Father God, that you've allowed us to go into the living rooms of each individual. Lord, bless them and keep them. Make your face shine upon them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for allowing us to come into your home to bring the Word of God to you. If during this message or today as you're sitting there and you're feeling lost or there has been something in the message that you've heard at this very moment and you've not asked Jesus Christ into your heart, it's very simple. I encourage you today to say, Lord God, I need you to acknowledge that He is a true God. He is a real God. He is a Jehovah Jireh. He is your Abba. He is your Father. You know, it says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believers unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Today is the day of salvation. And I implore you and encourage you today that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, please sit there right now and ask Him into your heart. Believe that He is the one true God that died on the cross for your sins and He was resurrected on the third day for you. He was resurrected on the third day for you. He paid the ultimate price on the cross for you. You were purposed for such a time as this. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you before. You have purpose. You have a destiny. And maybe you haven't walked in it yet, but today can be your day of a new beginning, a new way of life, a new living by asking Jesus Christ into your Lord. Repent of your sins today. Ask him, just say, Lord God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for the, the things that I have done. It's very simple to ask him into your heart and turn, turn from those things that have tripped you up, turn from those things that are not of God and be brand new, be born again this day and, and be encouraged. Find a good church to get into and, and if you need us or you have questions, feel free to, to email us at eaglewingsfaith.org. We are here for you. We are here to serve you to help you walk this walk that sometimes seems to be a little uneasy at times. And sometimes we don't know how to navigate um, the, the turbulent times that so many of us are in. But I can promise you this, God is the God on the mountain and God is the God in your valley and He can bring you up out of that valley and sit you up on the mountaintop. But you have Amen. to acknowledge Him as your Savior. Amen. Don't let today go by without asking Him into your heart 
And if you today accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, please let us know. Reach out to us. We're on Facebook. We're on all social media. We have an email that you'll see at the bottom of this scrolling. We would love to hear from you. And we pray that today, as you ask Jesus into your heart, that it's a brand new day and you begin to walk in your purpose and destiny. God bless you. We love you here at Eagle Wings Faith Ministry. And know this, you are loved by God.